0: you <laughs> Welcome to episode four of Planning, Face, Syndicate. Thank you all so much for joining us tonight. Uh, We have an amazing episode planned for y'all, and we are trying out some new technology, so please, please, please be patient. I bought a capture card, I got a new webcam, I've got all sorts of crazy stuff going on here in the background, so hopefully y'all will forgive me a little bit here for what we're doing. But tonight we have an amazing episode. We're going to do our Academy 101 with an engagement and in- phase. We're going to do a roll call with uh, where we cover Morna Key and Admiral Holdo, hence the name of the title right there. And we're going to do a new segment called Rebel Hanger Cadets and System Malfunction. So those two new segments are brand new tonight. We're going to also do a Construct the Death Star with John so that we can get our second Trench Run episode Recorded for you live next Wednesday. With that being said, let's bring in, bring everybody in to the show. Welcome, Charles. Welcome, Matt. How are you guys doing tonight?
1: Doing good. I'm
2: recovering from my uh, my overnight trip to Bespin and how much fun that was. Uh, but but other than that, pretty solid. It's been a good weekend.
0: Well, that's awesome. Very exciting that you were able to, to do that uh, this week. So, so what did you play? Because I know we did some stream games, but if you could quickly run down what you played, I think it would be beneficial to hear why you played specifically what you did.
2: Sure. Uh, so I ran Uh, Fat Gurry, uh so Advanced Sensors, uh, Virago Title, uh, Hull Upgrade, because I didn't have enough points for Shield Upgrade, and um, And Outmaneuver. Uh, I ran Teltavura with Cutthroat. And um, the Punishing 1 title. And Hull Upgrade. Uh, And then I ran Nom Lum with Autoblasters. Dengar Gunner. Zam Wessel Crew. And I think that was it. I think that's all I had on there. Um, I ran it because in a night of inebriation. I thought it would be funny to try and see how many times I could trigger Teltavura's Resurrection. Uh, in one game, um, up until the tournament on Friday night, I had not yet gotten it to trigger more than once. Uh, and I was playing a, I think it was round five. I was playing against dual fire sprays, uh, and he made it deep enough in my list that he got to, he killed, uh, Teltavura, uh, had me regen her. Then he killed Nam Lum, which causes the target or the token to regen, uh, and then he killed her a second time, which allowed me to regenerate a third time back onto the board, uh, and then he killed her a third time. So he really, really earned those points uh, for that particular game. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of good people met. A lot of had a lot of really good games. Um, overall, was a lot of a lot of fun. I'm glad I stayed up to the ridiculous hours uh, in order to knock that out. It was a really good time.
1: What you're awesome. saying Is whoever built that point pinata? Built it so tough, tough that you just really had to keep swinging that thick at it, right?
2: Yeah, it's kind of like a zombie hidden. If you don't go for the headshot, it keeps getting back up. Right.
0: Well, that is awesome that you did that. And I am excited to, you know, kind of see what happens in the next tournament. I, I don't know when the next one is, but we can look it up later and and uh, let everybody know. So to begin tonight, we're going to do our Academy 101.
2: Yes, so tonight for our Academy 101 segment, we're going to be discussing uh, the latter half of the most labor-intensive portion of the game. Uh, In our last episode, in episode 3, we talked about the activation phase in which you move ships. Uh, Today we're going to be covering the engagement phase, uh, which is the actual bread and butter of the game. It's the actual attacking where you're able to have fun and talk trash. Uh, And then we're going to go over really quickly the end phase of the game. Uh, and what that what that brings to the table. Um, so with the engagement phase, once you have completed your activation phase and all ships have moved, all actions have been taken, any end of activation phase uh, triggers have happened, uh, you roll into the engagement phase. Uh, with the engagement phase, this is shooting. Um, There are some cards, like I just mentioned, I played Guri. Uh, At the start of the uh, engagement phase, Guri has the ability to get a free focus token. Uh, So there are cards in the game, pilots and upgrades, that trigger abilities at the beginning of engagement. So that's the first thing you do. When you enter the engagement phase, you check the board state to see if there are any abilities that trigger at the start of engagement. Um, For activation, we activated from lowest pilot order, being 0 or 1 to highest pilot order, uh, being the I-6 pilots, commonly referred to as aces. Uh, For the engagement phase, we do the exact opposite. We start at those aces, the 6 and the 5, and we work our way down to that one zero range, um, and you're doing that. Um, There are a couple of different steps uh, involved in attacking your opponent. Um, So the first ship up would be an I-6, if there are no I-6s. You roll to I-5s. There are no I-5s. Roll to I-4s, so on and so forth until you get to the first trigger. Uh, whoever has it, let's say that you have an I-5 pilot, uh, you're going to declare a target. Um, this is your intended target. After you declare your, tu- or, I'm sorry, for the attack, you're going to measure your arc. Uh, so that's up to range three out from the front of your ship or the side of your ship if you're running a turret arc or. If you're running um, one of the Wookie fighters from the Rebel faction, or is it the HMPs have a 180 front?
1: They do.
0: Yes, yeah, they H- do. M- both of those, a- yeah, both of those do. And those HMPs that 180 front, it, it's the same way as like that Wookie ship. It looks that like half moon circle.
2: Yep, and then you also have the YV triple six um, for the Scum faction that have that 180 degree front arc that really throws your arc out there. Um, Once you've checked your arc and you've determined who you want to shoot at, you declare your target for your attack. Uh, Once you've declared your target, any ship abilities, any pilot abilities, any upgrade abilities that triggered during that step, uh, so in this case, for instance, Nam-Lam would rotate his arc to face the ship that just declared him uh, as an attacker. Once all those triggers are done, uh, you check for the range bubble that they're in, for any potential range bonuses. Um, so, in this state, if you are attacking and you are at range one of your opponent, you would receive one additional attack die. If you are defending and you are at range three of your opponent, then you would <laughs> receive an additional evade die. Uh, there are some ships like Fen Rao that add to the dice that you get at range one. Um, there are some ships like Dash Rendar. Uh, who is not able to utilize the range one bonus because he has like a uh, his sh- uh, pilot ability or something gives him like a range one bubble that he can't get a range bonus for. Um, and you spot. there you go, sensor blind spot. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate that. Um, I don't fly him a whole lot, and I really haven't seen a ton of him since uh, 2.0 came out. He was big at the right at the beginning, um, but 1.0 he was massive. Um, and you can also check for bullseye arc, which things like... Um, is it... Pockets require bullseye, right?
1: Uh, yeah, Pockets, and then there's also several uh, painted, or printed, rather, sorry. Uh, printed bullseye arcs, like Ada uh Delta-7B. Gotta...
2: The, the NanTech Swarm has a printed bullseye arc, that sort of thing. Uh, once you have checked your uh, arc and determined the spacing between the ship that's attacking and the ship that's defending... It's time to do what we all love to do, uh, put our fate in the hands of the fickle dice gods and hope that there are no ghosts on the table, i.e. Matt's shirt. Um, So you're going to roll red dice first. Obviously, you have to know how much damage you have to avoid. Once you roll the proper number of red dice, you apply the range bonuses, roll the actual dice, do all of that. The defending player has the ability to mod the dice first. So spending any abilities that they have to cancel hits or crits, uh, to change focuses. The defending player modifies the dice first on the attack roll.
1: And this might be a little bit confusing. He you will also use your um your things like your locks, your focuses, your re rolls will happen before the defender rolls their dice.
2: That's actually not the No, no, no. Okay, so I'm not talking about the defender rolling their dice. I apologize. Okay. I I'm it. talking about the defender using abilities. Um so for instance, Modifying there's a re- the dice like um it's um Luminara mm-hmm. allows you to cancel an opponent's hit down to a focus or a crit down to a hit. Um okay. so your opponent modifies your dice first. Once they have completed messing with your perfect roll, you roll four crits and they get done messing mm-hmm. with what they need to do. Uh, then the attacking player gets to modify his own dice using target locks, focuses, that sort of thing, uh, in order to realign the stars back into perfection. Once that dice ha- once that dice roll has completed, all dice have been modified, we know exactly how many dice we have for damage, uh, then the defending player rolls their green dice. Now when the defending player rolls their green dice, much like the attack dice, the opponent modifies the green dice first taking away any evades with um is it it's crack shot that's the pain in the butt one right
0: yeah it's the one nobody uses anymore because it's like three points
2: yep so like for instance crack shot would allow you to shake and evade down um and so on and so forth so you get to modify the defender's dice first once all the attacker's dice are modified the modification triggers are done uh, then the defending player can spend focuses, evade tokens, that sort of thing, uh, in order to modify. Once the dice have been modified, we get to the neutralized dice step, uh, which will you then at that point are comparing the hit dice to the evade dice, uh, or the green dice. So the red dice to the green dice. Um, and each successfully evade, or as we call them a squiggle, will cancel out either a successful hit or a successful crit. Um, please keep in mind that you will always cancel hits before crits, except in the case of a single upgrade that allows you to cancel crits before hits. Um, to be fair and honest, I don't have it. I don't even know if it exists in 2.0. It existed in 1.0. Plasma there was a Tor- card. as it Plasma Torpedo? Okay. Um, so, you can do that. Once the neutralized dice step is completed, we see how many red dice are left. If any red dice are left, that amount of damage is then dealt to the target ship. Um, You always resolve the hit dice before the crit dice, and you always resolve your shields before you take damage on your hull. So if someone were to roll two hits and a crit, and someone else were to roll one evade, then you would be taking one hit and one crit, you would take the hit first and lower a shield. If that is all of the shields you had, uh, for instance, in last night's final at Bespin, we watched a bunch of Jedis just get blasted through those shields real quick, then the crit results in a face-up damage card uh, to your ship. If your shields have not been gone through, then each damage is just a shield. It's not a big deal. Once your shields are down, any damage cards that you receive for a hit are dealt face-down, and for a crit, are dealt face-up for additional game effects, uh, such as hull breach, um, damage sensor array, uh, direct hits, which give you an extra damage, uh, any number of things that no player wants to see. Um, once the deal damage step has ended and everybody damage has been dealt, uh, then any ships that were destroyed during that initiative step are removed. Um, Again, except in the case of if you have uh, Warthog on the board, or is it Nash Windrider, that allows ships to mess with the initiative order and removing ships at the end of the game and that sort of thing. Uh, Once you've removed the ships from the board, the very final step of the engagement phase is the aftermath phase, um, or the aftermath step, uh, which is... Any abilities that trigger after being shot, uh, any abilities that trigger after shooting, after defending, whatever the terminology or nomenclature on the card is. Um, Keep in mind that these abilities resolve in player order, so whoever has first player gets the choice of what resolves first. And something that I learned, you resolve abilities that do not require a shot to be fired before you resolve abilities that require a shot, according to the order of operations from the official tournament rules document, uh, a la the great and powerful Yun. Um So, for instance, on my Nam-Lam, I have Zam-Wessel, which could potentially allow me to uh, take a bonus shot, but I also have Dengar, which, if his charge is active, allows me to strip a green token. I do not get a choice in how those trigger, because Dengar is not a shot, and Zam Wessel's ability is a shot. So you're going to trigger Dengar first before triggering Zam Wessel in the case that you ever run a list that has them both on it. Once the aftermath is done, you continue down the line, wash, rinse, and repeat until every ship has had the opportunity to engage. Um, there is no requirement to roll dice. If you have a ship that has Fen Rao in its arc at range one, uh, and you know Rao has Fearless on him, it might be better for you to just not shoot because you got four dice with an evade, you know, an auto evade from his ability, and you know he's going to be taking a five dice shot back. Maybe you want to save that focus. Or a ship that has Zam Wessel, you don't want to take that double tap, so you don't want to shoot at him. There's a number of reasons, but your ship will always engage. It is your choice whether or not you actually roll dice for the engagement. But you would still engage, so some of the damage cards that, say, after your ship engages, um, you know, roll for a stress or roll for a damage or whatever the case it is, will trigger whether or not you choose to shoot. Um, And that's pretty much it for the engagement phase. Uh, Like I said, you go top to bottom. Once you hit the bottom, then we go into the end phase. End phase uh, is kind of a cleanup uh, portion, as it is with just about any game out there. There every has some sort of an end phase. Um, Any round tokens, focuses, evades, tractors, uh, jams. I feel like I'm overlooking one, but I think that covers it. Reinforce. Reinforce, thank you. Um, All of those round tokens will clear at the end of the round uh, during the end phase. Any square tokens, target locks, uh, ions, uh, depletes, and uh, strain and stress. I think that's it for that one. I don't think there's anything else that hangs around. Um, but square tokens do not clear at the end of the round. The square tokens stay on the ship until they do whatever it is they need to do, uh, to get rid of that token. Uh, in most cases, it's going to be a blue maneuver, uh, to clear the tokens, um, or some sort of an upgrade card that allows you to drop a, uh, a target lock. Uh, once everything has been cleaned up, there are no more tokens that aren't supposed to be on the board, still on the board. We wrap back around uh, to the uh, aforementioned planning phase, uh, and <laughs> and then you start the turn all over again. Um, that is basically a single round of X-Wing. I know it's confusing. Um, I know that there's a lot of intricacies that we didn't cover. Uh, we are trying to keep this Academy 101 section at least at front. Ah, uh, to be the most basic, kind of watered down version of the game that we can, uh, just to make sure that you guys are able to get some real quick uh, you know instructions in so that you can get your ships on the board and actually start playing. Um, we do have a discord if you have questions on the way ship cards interact during what phase or how certain things happen in whatever phase. please post them in our discord, uh, and we'll be more than happy to you know to take them during a segment on the show. And answer those questions for you Uh, just to make sure you know they say there are no stupid questions Uh, take the opportunity to ask whatever is on your mind because if you don't ask somebody else doesn't know Um, so ask your questions and let us know Uh, and guys for that that pretty much covers engagement in end phase Um, I'm gonna throw it to the other two experts did I overlook anything in those two steps
1: so much there that it's it's so hard to, you know, I mean, yes, no, probably not, you know, how it is. It's, it's so as you guys will get used to it, you know, the basics is what he's telling you, you know, I mean, six down for engagement and yes, there's going to be a million effects and each game is going to be different. There's, there's a card that, that cancels one thing. Like he was saying, like, there's this card that does this and there's that one that has that rule and this one has that rule and I think you've done as well as any one of us could have done.
2: Yeah, unfortunately with X-Wing, for any time that a rule says always, uh, there's always an asterisk underneath it that says except when it's not. Um, So there's always cards that'll cancel and mess with the way things work. Um, One of Chris's favorites, um, obviously, is uh, Mux. Because he changes your pilot initiative to zero, you're the first ship to move. Um, or, well, you move at your regular initiative because Torkoal triggers at the start of engagement phase. Because he moves you to zero, it moves you from wherever you were in the shooting order down to the very last ship to take a shot. Uh, so unless there's another zero on the board, and to the best of my knowledge, the only zero pilot is is Gargore? The, the M1A, I think, is a zero pilot, or he's a one. And then the, um, is it the dark the dark probe droid? Is an initiative zero? Yes. Okay. Sword yeah, those... Discord
0: those... missiles, but they don't oh. move.
2: Oh, the buzz droids and stuff like that? Yeah. Yep, so those those are the last to shoot if they get to shoot. I don't know that we have any remotes that shoot yet, but... Uh, with the squid ship coming out there will be some uh, movement damage capabilities from i0 uh, remotes for epic play i don't think we' we'll, I don't think they translate to regular play yet um, but hopefully we'll get to see something like that uh, later on uh, and that pretty much covers it for me guys anything else Um Johnny, thanks for tuning in. Um, I don't know if anybody has any questions, but feel free to drop them in the chat on Twitch and we'll get to them as soon as we can. Uh, But for me, guys, that's it.
0: Awesome. Why don't we switch over to our roll call? Welcome back. Now it's match turn to do roll call. So we're going to try and bring up some of the, whatchamacallit, on the screen.
1: Yeah, start with Holdo if you don't mind.
0: Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and bring Holdo up. So we go to Resistance. And... Oh,
1: yeah. As we kind of talked about there, yeah. So... uh... There's a million cards, and here's one that'll break your brain, right? So, (laughs) during the engagement phase, everybody has their tokens and everything like that. Well, before you engage, but uh, that's the player, right? So, um, okay, so we're going to bring up Anne Holdo. She's a crew card, and I'm going to read it real quick for you. Krista, were we able to get it
0: up? Yeah, just give me a second. Yep, no worries. Yasby's been a little slower. No worries. Um, For some reason.
1: Yeah, everybody takes their actions and so everybody has like chris like chris sorry charles was talking about uh you have the round tokens and the square tokens right so um it's uh so basically one type of a token Uh so when you talk about like a focus or a green token that's one type of token or a focus token is one type of token uh you have a stress token that's a different type of token you you get what i'm saying um so it uh, looks like we're good to go. So Amon Holdo says uh, before you engage, uh, you may choose another friendly ship at range one to two. Uh, and this is a crew card. So uh, it has to be a crew carrier and it's a resistance upgrade. Uh, you, must tra- you may transfer uh, that ship one token of a type that you- the ship does not have. Uh, and then you may take a trade. You may transfer one token of the ship. Oh, sorry, one token to you of a type you do not have. So what this allows you to do is basically swap back and forth tokens. Let's say you happen to be running with, let's say ZZ, for instance. Uh, she has a focus or an evade. And um, let's say you run this on, I don't know, Ray, for instance. And Ray takes a, 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 a target lock, right? So she doesn't have uh any tokens except for the target lock so what she's allowed to do is she's actually allowed to take that focus from uh zz and bring it over to her ship as long as it's at range one to two of of the crew care and then if she happens to want to she can actually transfer over that target lock or she could transfer over uh a stress token or anything she wants she doesn't have to it's a may both ends are a may but if you do the take a token you are allowed to give a token now i believe if you don't take a token you are not allowed to give a token just so you know it must either be both ways or one way only so that's am on holdo and that happens during the engagement phase and actually when that pilot engages so you're allowed to wait a little bit until that actual pilot does engage uh, and that'll allow you to actually decide when you can or if you want to uh, take those tokens and move those tokens around it's kind of a really cool tool I was used to great success uh in one of the lists that was in i think last year there was a uh, galaxies where they actually had a one of the uh uh what was it the colossal station engineers which was the, the fireballs had taken a cloaking device and was able to like cloak and it was taking the cloak token giving off a cloak token which is awesome because it allows that particular card to basically be broken uh so very cool uh really neat.
0: Uh, If I recall,
2: they were passing that cloak token on to Ray and the Falcon, which was the worst thing ever.
0: Yeah, it's pretty funny. I like that list. Just me. I thought it was fun.
1: Super creative. Super creative. Uh, Surprised that they don't have one uh, or a crew member like that for scum yet. I hope to see one because I think that would be phenomenal. It would cost a million points, but it would be phenomenal.
2: There actually is one, uh, just to bring it up, and it's only, I think, like a two- or three-point upgrade. Uh, It's a crew upgrade, uh, Citrago Vizago, or however you pronounce it. Um, He allows you to swap two uh, illicit upgrades uh, between ships.
1: Gotcha. Not exactly the same, but yes. I would love to see one, like, like hold it. But yes, you're right. So what he's basically saying is is like if you can equip one illicit, then you can switch it over. So basically if you happen to use all the charges on one, you could switch to uh, have another one on that ship. Does it happen during, or is it only at set up? Uh, well, let's find we'll out. To look at later. Just a second here.
2: Well, let me bring him up.
1: All right, I can do it. All right, I'll let you do that while I talk about Mornakee. All right, so the other one I wanted to talk about uh, today was Mornaki. So Mornaki is a Decimator pilot. So uh, Decimator is a um, sorry, the proper term is VT Forty Nine Decimator. It is a Imperial ship, large base. Uh, and its special uh, pilot ability is during the end phase, you may spend one charge of her three charges uh, to, to allow you to flip your reinforced token to the other full arc instead of removing it okay so what this tells you now when you pick the action reinforce for instance you may choose four or aft right so four of course is anything if you look at your cardboard you'll see that there's two lines printed on the starboard and port side of it uh, or left and right whichever way you want to go that right there indicates the front half of the ship and then anything behind it that back half of the ship obviously so if you reinforce anything in the front that is from those lines forward of the ship or from those lines aft if you reinforce aft. So what she says is you can reinforce one turn. And then during the end phase, instead of removing the green token, you may flip it instead and then keep that token until next round. So what that will allow her to do is basically have a reinforce for both fore and aft on a ship if she show chose. Or she can keep that that reinforce Up to three turns that same reinforced token, allowing her to do different actions in between, which can be quite useful. Uh really useful there.
0: And just a little side note, when I first started playing, Matt and I bought um the Empire set, right? And I actually got Morna key with with um the Decimator, because Matt's like, Oh, you can have the Decimator, I don't know if I'll run that or not. So I played the Decimator first and I actually ran the first um, time I ever played was Morneke. That was the first time I ever played X Wing with the Decimator. Was with Morneke. That's I cool. then switched to um. Oh, who was the other Brack. pilot? Uh...
1: Admiral sure Charnu.
0: No, what's the one where you can shoot um at range zero? Oh, hold on. Mm, I'll
1: tell you. It is Captain. Captain...
0: Yes, Captain Oiken. That was the second one that I actually played because I didn't yeah. like, I did not like Mornic Key and how she worked, mm-hmm. so I switched. <laughs>
1: yeah. And you can do Dauntless too, which is nice because after you partially execute a maneuver, so that's an upgrade on that. So, uh, yeah, allows you to do it. Okay, sorry. Okay, what was the card that we were? Uh, anyways, so the sorry, allows you
0: to do action.
2: The card that we were looking at is Cicatro uh, Vizago. Uh, throwing that up on stream now for everybody. Um, but during the end phase, you may choose two illicit upgrades equipped to friendly ships at range zero one. one uh, If you do, you may exchange these upgrades. Uh, and then at the end of the game, you return the upgrades to their respective cards. Uh, the reason that this is beneficial um, is because if you are able to... Tra- a ship is able to take a cloak token with the... Um, cloaking device, or the, the, it's not the stygium particle array, but the actual cloaking device illicit upgrade that Scum gets access to, uh, and then you use this ability to throw that card to another ship, then that particular ship no longer has something that requires it to remove the cloaking token at the end of the round. Um, So you can cloak a ship that can't carry a cloak, uh, and then remove the game text, I guess, Uh, that force you to remove that cloak token so then you can choose when to break that cloak at your own ability. Um, I saw this used in a list uh, for the tugboats uh, where you cloak one tugboat and then you use Sicatro to toss it to another tug uh, and then cloak that so now you've got two five health ships that don't need to shoot because their action allows them to put the tractor beam on somebody. Um, so they don't necessarily need to shoot. And now they're rolling four they dice because they're tractored. Um, it's pretty beefy and, and really, really nasty.
1: We're fascinating. Very, very fascinating. Johnny asks if the... Uh, oh, oh, you, yep. got so oh yep. you got it. You're uh, good. You got it. Does the Decimator get any love in... Uh, in the current meta haven't seen anyone play it on tts no uh or anything yeah a uh, good question uh, it is a large base lots of hit points um you used to often see it uh with rack which is rear admiral share which i'll go ahead and read his card for you um rear admiral share says is um is while you perform an attack if you're in if you're reinforced either the, like the front or the back obviously we just talked about that uh you may change uh one of your uh, focus to a hit, uh, or sorry, to a crit, rather. Uh, And that's like a free, what they call a um, passive mod, is what they call that, basically. Allows you to both reinforce and get a modification on your dice. Uh, It was common to see that with Sloan, oftentimes played. Uh, You did see that in the Sloan Swarms, which you have seen some of those, and there was one, at least, I know Charles played one in Bespin, but a lot of times they've been switching out uh, the the Decimator for a, uh, what is it called, Reaper, right, TIE Reaper?
2: Yep, for the TIE Reaper, because it's, it's less points-intensive. Um, I will say that for anybody who plays against a Decimator, we definitely show it love. It's dark in space, um, so we shoot as many lasers as we can into its general direction to make sure that it's able to see what's going on. Um, every once in a while we nick it really, really hard, and we watch it explode, and no one is sad about that. Um, but other than that,, <laughs> I mean, it's it's seen, but it's not part of the i would I would say that it's not part of the meta of current right now is pretty heavy for swarms, uh, and the decimator does not like swarms because the decimator does not get evade dice. Um, so while, yes, it has sixteen health, if six ships take a shot and it can't dodge anything, there's a potential that that's 12 damage into your ship in the opening round of combat. Um, so, And even with the reinforced token that it can get, that's still potentially 6 damage uh, in the opening round of combat. So it's not big for meta right now, um, but that doesn't mean it's not played. Uh, normally they use it as a points fortress with a couple of aces or something like that just to be out there and be beefy.
1: Also, I've seen um, recently, too, uh, just something to put on the radar, guys, is that I've seen large base ships come down a little bit in cost Mm -hmm. to try to fight that uh, swarm meta. So you might see them come down a little bit in points, uh, might make them, again, more effective. So, all right.
0: Cool, cool. So maybe it's time to do a rubber, rubble hanger cadet.
1: What new set?
0: And So, so folks, what we're, what we're doing now is we're going to be having a conversation about um, the Cadet Academy, right? Because these are going to be essentially lists that I would either play for um, a tournament that don't need to be specifically competitive. And the idea behind it, right, is the fact that I want to say, OK, here we go. <clears throat> if I go to a tournament, I either want to have fun or win one of the two. Um, So I'm going to build a list tonight in hyperspace that is specifically um, a combination of the two without, you know, me having a specific exact on-target meta list. And this allows me to be creative, but also get to play something that I have fun with. Um, We chose Separatists because I like to play Separatists and I like Swarms. So we're going to choose Separatists and a Swarm style. So Charles, if you want to go over real quick the difference between hyperspace and Extended. That would be amazing.
2: Absolutely, Uh, Extended is really easy. Uh, It's my preferred method because I like being able to fly stuff that you don't see a whole lot of. Um, But Extended is a format that requires you to fly every single ship, uh, every single upgrade that has existed since 2.0 was released. Um, There really is no restrictions other than the upgrade slots that are available on the ships that you're flying. Um, Hyperspace is a more restricted format in which AMG uh, releases a list up until now. It was FFG uh, would release a updated list normally in the June, July July timeframe or November to December timeframe in which they would increase and decrease points based on what they're seeing played at at various tournaments, Um, for instance, uh, or they would, they would add or remove uh, upgrade slots um, and then they add and remove pilots uh, from the availability to be played um, in the last hyperspace change, one of the major major changes was they removed a crew slot from Boba Fett. Um, that is that, uh, and then they actually removed Boba Fett and generic Fang fighters and uh, I one generic M three A's uh, from playability in in hyperspace itself. Um, so significant changes, um, but Chris, they do it so that the meta doesn't stagnate. Uh, they do it so that we can constantly play new things, constantly find new combinations that make the game interesting, um, based on the points that are available to us. Um, so the list that we're looking at tonight for the, uh, the Academy, um, would be, you know, a hyperspace list just to see what we can build within the restrictions.
0: Yep. And so to begin with. We want kind of a staple. So the staple is a trade trade federation drone. That is pretty much a a big staple within Spertis. It is the cheapest ship, and it's going to have the easiest thing. We're going to add the grappling throats, like I said, and we're going to put thread tracers on, because what we're getting is no Discord missiles, which I'm sure Matt is very happy about, because Matt does not like Discord missiles as well. Then when we come to our bombers, we normally would run like a Techno Union bomber which you can run a couple of different things with. Um but they they got rid of them and we only have backtoyed prototypes and bombardment drones and as well as the unique um here. So we're going to pick DBS 404 And DBS 404 essentially says that you can perform a primary attack at range zero. While you perform an attack at range zero to one, you must roll one additional dice after the attack will hit. So if it doesn't hit, it doesn't trigger. It gives one crit damage. So you have to take a crit no matter what. But, on a positive side, you're able to shoot. So this, this guy is essentially seven points more, and he's going to roll up in here, and he's going to go, hey, I'm going to murder some people, because that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to murder people, and I'm going to make sure that uh, I die, and you can have the points, but I'm going to take at least one to two people with me. So ideally, we could put protons, but those are pretty expensive. That's I now then have a 42-point ship. You're muted, Matt. And so we can't, um, I can't essentially use that. So I'm going to put advanced proton torpedoes. Then I'm going to, um, I'm probably going to go ahead and add thermals. And then I'm not going to add much else to him because now we're already at 38 points. So when he dies, he's going to be, he is going to 100% be so, about
1: struts on that or no?
0: Um, we're gonna go ahead and add them, but we're probably not gonna use them. And I'll be—I'll I'll say the reason we aren't gonna use them is because he's gonna come in in the formation, and he's gonna be behind. So we're gonna come in kind of like a pyramid or a block formation, and he's gonna be in the back, so that that way he's at range three or outside of range when these guys are in range one. They get to use their thread tracers. He then is gonna come in that next turn. The the other droids are going to go to the side. He's going to come in and take the range one shot with his advanced protons if he don't die, <laughs> which hopefully won't die. Um you know that one round, he's then going to drop his bombs and run into you um full throttle. Now the other thing you could do is is take cluster mines cuz nobody takes them or you could take counter nets. And counter nets are a little bit bigger of a of a unit. And when the Conternet drops, essentially, I believe it's, what, two ions, if, I, if I'm mis- not mistaken, and then you roll to see if you take damage. Not 100% sure on that, but I believe there's two ions. So we might take Conternets because thermals, if I go in and use him as a blocker, may be unbeneficial. So we're going to actually do that. I'm going to put Conternets on because that sounds cool. That sounds like a fun thing to do that we don't ever get to do. And it says at the bottom, after the ship overlaps or moves through this device, it detonates. When this device detonates, you suffer one damage and three ion tokens. So, if you got even a big base ship in there, it ain't moving the churn after that. So then you're gonna get to shoot at range zero with your primary. You've already exhausted your advanced protons, and you're gonna and and when they move, the probability of them going through that is a lot higher. Can't guarantee it, but it is high. So now we're at 85 points. We have 115 points left. We can then choose to either add. Um, we can either add more droids in here or more bombs. So we're going to start and we, I essentially have two flavors of this list that I like to run. We're going to start, we're going to go back to our trade Federation drones. We're going to add our grappling structs. Maybe there we go. And then we're going to add energy shells. And the neat neat thing about these energy shells, and a lot of people, we miss this a lot. So if you take off an energy shell drone, you're kind of out of luck. But if you spend your energy, you can perform an attack. You may spend one Calculate token to change one eyeball to a crit. So it's not just a hit you're changing it to, it's a crit. Now, I'll be honest, I'm not a big fan of specifically that type of a thing because that forces you to A, have your Calculate, and B, to roll uh, an eyeball. But Energy shells can be very powerful, so we can actually put one, two. I have a question real quick,
3: Chris, while you're
0: go building
1: ahead. this, in. um, what are your thoughts on changing out nets and the two Federation drones with the, the thread tracers? Maybe both of them. I'm not trying to say you can do what you want there, but um, throwing a DRK one on DBS four hundred four allowing you to have the locks pre-engagement. Is that something that you would suggest? Or if you wouldn't suggest it, why not?
0: So, so the answer to the so, the... so I don't personally run DRK probe drives as often. The answer to your question is absolutely. It would be very beneficial to have those. Um, the difference is, is if somebody knows what they are, they shoot at them right away. Because <clears throat> what you're going to do is... And I, w- I should have brought my TTS up. But what will happen is when you... Um, Launch it. It's going to go, and that remote moves. Now, that remote gets three green dice for the churn, which, that's pretty good. Yeah, bring it up over here. So, they're going to get three green dice, and they have one haul. But if you focus fire that thing down, it does not matter. Um. So, yes, the DK probe run droids allows everybody to get blocks in advance, and to be honest with you, it probably is more beneficial than a Conternet. Um, I don't know if I'm 100% sold on dumping the Thread Tracers yet, though. I'll be honest. Because I think now it depends on do we add another um, bomber in here or do we add another vulture in here? Because if if I do that, let's say, and I I add my energy shells back here...
1: So we have... What do you have here? If you do that, you have energy shells, but you also have... I got seven ships. If you have all energy shells, you can have six of them on the Trade Federation drones and the DRK-1s on DBS-404. Um, if you do that, you only have three points left.
0: Yep. And at that point, you don't need anything else. I mean, it, like you're not going to put anything else on DB DB at all. It might be beneficial not to use the energy shells, but that's kind of like the classic... You know, that's that's actually the classic uh, uh, separatist build is the energy shells, because the idea behind it is you could still um you could take your action to reload the card if you want. It kind of depends on your position. If whether you do like a block and you hold somebody in there, that depends on whether you reload the card or if you you know how you do it. So you could do the, it this way. And you could switch them out and you still have three points and that is beneficial. but you do lose a little bit of health because you're only running one bomb. If you were to, let's say we drop one of them.
1: If you drop one and then change one of the energy shells to a Thread Tracer, that gives you 32 points. Would you be able to possibly do some sort of relay carrier?
0: Uh, A relay carrier? Probably not. Because the cheapest relay carrier you're going to get is either i don't know hold on i have to see how much uh your cheapest guy comes in here So he what comes in because the problem is is it's hyperspace and you lose your cheaper relay carriers so what is 42 and if that at that point i might as well just go with grievous hmp
1: that hmp gun
0: chips yep so then the next one is the hmp that you could put in there sorry it's just taking a few seconds the
1: don't worry yeah, it seems like it's not possible. I was just curious if we could change it up like that. That would be neat.
0: Yep. So you could put the you could put an HMP in there, the Genoshin prototype, um, bear. I mean, it would be hundred percent bear. But then you're saying, hey, I want to put Kraken in, because right. Kra because you only get three options. There's the only three options, and I can tell you, one out of those three is worthless. Kalani is worthless, um, because you have to have Bullseye, unless you have Nantax. Then it's really good. And your KB K2 B4, um, you can spend a calculate. When a friendly ship at range zero to three defends, it may spend one calculate token. If it does, add one evade result. Unless the attacker chooses to gain one strain token. So, yes, that can be beneficial, but I think it's a little overcosted at five points because the problem becomes is unless you you would have to focus fire everything down. Um, so you the KB, K2B4, it, this puts us six points over without the um thing. So we're going to have to drop grappling. So I could drop my landing stretch because I'm not going to land ever. And now I have to drop at least one energy shell. So you could run it this way and hit a 200 flat with one of these, but then I don't have my configuration. That's the only issue. Now, you could run, and you could say I'm not going to run... um. I'm not gonna run I'm gonna run only gas cloud. you could say that if you if you did that come on because you cannot land on a gas cloud. <laughs> this is not a but you can run on de, you can land on debris though you actually can land on debris <clears throat> so you could Green drop your set. grappling struts I could do that too And then the problem becomes is, is you're probably going to want to put your repulsor, your repulsor stabilizers on there. Well,
1: wait a second. We, OK, so if we go down to your Connor nets and then do two of them that have the thread tracers, and we remove all the grappling and landing struts, and we remove one of these. That also works, too, where you have the Genoshin prototype. Well, you can do a tactical relay. You can do like K2B4, and you can do your configuration. Yep. So there you go. But then you do remove a lot of the teeth. I was just kind of
0: curious more than anything. Yep. Um, so the problem just... is, is if you're going to do that, you're best off actually going down to a six-ship list. Because if I go to my six-ship list here, one, two, three, four, five, six... I now can have this. I get 22 points back. Now I can put my Kraken on. I can go ahead and add my missile upgrades. Come on, maybe. Someday. I can go back and add my energy. Oh my gosh, this program is so slow tonight. There we go. I can go ahead and add my energy shells. I still have 11 points left. I can add all my grappling struts back on. I can add whatever I want on at this point. I can also go and upgrade him. Now, let's see, because I cannot remember. I have to double-check. Yep, so my Andoran Oppressor, I could double down. And then I could put either the DK1 Pearl droids on him or I could add bombs to him if I want. What I probably would do is not that, though, honestly. I would probably stay with my Genoshin prototype. Maybe. Come on, buddy. Come back. it wants to. And, yep. And then I would add a cannon in here.
1: Yeah, sync cannons are awesome on those. And
0: sync laser cannons, I will tell you on Genoshin prototypes, are. The best thing in the world. They they just they just are. Now, if I want, I can go ahead and add my configurations back, and I can actually add grappling struts to all of my federation drones. I'm
1: gonna real quick while he's doing that. Um, I'm gonna run down a list that he basically talked about. His initial list was uh, was pretty pretty tough list. So that was uh, was basically uh, really quick. Just give me half a second here, guys. Yeah. All right, so. All right, so what the initial list uh, is, kind of, was... Catfoot, sorry. Uh, Ding, right.
2: that's one for the chat.
1: One for the chat. <laughs> okay, so you actually had a three-point bid, and what it was was it was uh, seven, one, two, no, sorry, six uh, Trade Federation drones, uh, Ultra class drones with energy shells and grappling struts, and then one a DBS-404 Hyena-class droid bomber with landing struts, DRK-1 probe droids, and advanced proton torpedoes for a total of 197 points. That was his initial list, which uh, was pretty tough. That definitely has a lot of teeth. Uh, there's a lot of attack there. And Chris will do, like, this is a different option, basically using the relay, which a Kraken relay is a pretty cool relay. So,
0: Yeah, and, and so the Kraken... Is the idea behind the Kraken is the fact that you get to keep your you get to keep up the three calculate tokens you don't use. So you're gonna come in slow with them is what you're gonna do. And as you come in slow, you're gonna be able to use Kraken to hold those calculate tokens on whoever you want them to. Definitely DBS for four. He will always have that because then he could perform that same action and get another calculate token and have two of them like the next turn. So, um, yeah, so here's my original well i'm um, it's taking forever. Come on, there we go and essentially, the idea behind the two lists is one is list sustainability is points fortressing, right those h m p s are going to be a points fortress pretty pretty hardcore. I know they don't give very many green dice, but I'm telling you right now I'm here to tell you. That they are highly maneuverable, and because not enough people run them, they are very hard to predict. Specifically, where where they're gonna be.
1: They also have like a B wing kind of stat pool, guys, too. Which anybody who's ever played against, uh, sorry, Y wing stat pool, rather. It honestly, B wing as well. They're almost a similar, but it's that bomber stat line, which is a. It's a small base which also has quite a few shields and quite a few hull. So it takes a while to chew through it, especially if you get rolls on the one, like you actually roll evades or like it can focus and, and like it actually can use its calculates to 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 take to take those no damage Really Surprisingly does take quite a while to eat and chew through it.
0: Yep. And you can even put um if you if if you want on this list, you have a couple of different options. You know, you could put another hull upgrade. Um, and drop a few of the grappling struts. You could switch to a thread tracer um, if you wanted to. Again, the DK1 portal dries. If you are going slow enough, you get two charges, so you can shoot them in two different directions and let them go on the sides of the board, and go around the people. But you have to go slow. Like it's a mandatory slow, slow roll. So there's there's a couple other things that you 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 could put in here. You could also put thread tracers on the hyena bomber too, just you got the point your four does not matter whether he goes first or second most of the time in this case because he's going to be in the back until he's the blocker and then he's going to die like that's really that that's what he's there for so um i'll probably just leave it like this you know and kind of call it a day very cool we'll call it rebel
1: and as we kind of talked about it i'm really quickly going to talk about what the drk1 probe droid does and i'm not an expert on it so chris will probably correct me but basically, during system phase, you launch it with a three template. So it's a three straight, three bank template in uh, that system phase. So before everybody moves, uh, and then in the system phase, it's allowed to move. So is does that happen immediately, Chris?
0: Now you launch it in end phase, and then the next phase it moves. Okay. So it's it's essentially you roll up. Launch your, do your engagement, blah, blah, blah. Then you launch your your probe droids at the end. And then what'll happen is we come into the new phase. You set your dials. You're like, hey, do we have any bombs to drop? Anything like that? Then you go, okay, boom. Who goes first? DK1 probe droids. They always move before all your other stuff. So that's the best part about it is you can move them around and you can move them to the outside. So if you go one forwards or two forwards and then shoot, they move before you move. They move again, you shoot the second one, and now you've got them on each side of the board, kind of no matter where their people are. Or if they're all on one side, you can shoot one to the left and one to the right. Chances are they probably can't take both of them out before you at least get target locks. The idea is, is it gives you two devices that will give you target locks before you engage. Once you engage, to some extent, they're worthless. I mean, they're there, but they essentially become worthless. Then your Your goal is, is just to force people to shoot them instead of you. Because you might have some other ships behind that could still take advantage of them. Um, chances are that won't happen. That that's never happened to me. People only shoot at them when I'm not in in the range. Otherwise, they just shoot at me instead. Discord missiles, on the other hand, people shoot at those no matter what. All the time.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically, what it is is it's this disc, and I want to say it's it's probably about size of a proximity. I don't know. Uh, it, it's a good size. Remote, basically. Uh, And you're allowed to take locks within range 3 of that, regardless of where your ship is on the board, which is quite handy. Very, very good.
0: Yeah. So yep. So that's... Oops, I don't know why I'm importing it. So that's list number 2. That's the original list. You know, again, it's a style of play. I will tell you, energy shells um, are definitely a different feel than Discord missiles are, but they give you at least one engagement of being aggressive. Um... And then you can kind of come from there. The second one is more of a points fortressy list. You are only actually missing one one um, ship out of that whole thing, and that's that's why a lot of people don't like the separatists is because that one ship gave me a HMP, gave me an H. Oh, look, hey, it must be having a nightmare tonight. I've never had this much on the as issues on ASV. <laughs> Look at that. I can't believe that. Anyway, so the the difference is, is that it gives you one better ship um to put in there and toys for more of them. That's the that's the saddest thing about that whole thing. And that's why a lot of people go, screw the separatists. This is ridiculous. Why in God's green earth are you getting to shoot all these other things? Um, you know. And if we had been able to put three Discord missiles in there, I'd just save three points, because those are only worth four compared to energy shells. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Cheater. Anyway. So, so, you know, Separatists are cheaters. Just joking.
0: Don't disagree. No, they just all, all right. Things.
1: Nicely done. I think those are two really solid lists for anybody who's watching who's interested in playing Separatists. Those are two very solid lists. If you see them on the other side of the board from you, uh, you're going to have a tough fight.
0: Fair enough. All right. So before we move on to our constructing this Death Star, c- constructing constructing the Death Star, Matt wanted to do a quick segment called malfunctions.
1: Well, yeah, System valve Functions. Basically what we're going to do is we're going to highlight in this uh, section, it's new, uh, where we're going to highlight uh, some interactions. Uh, obviously there's a million different points, a million different cards out there, which we discussed earlier. Uh, there's going to be so many things uh, that are out there. And something we just saw, and I thought was a really cool thing, we saw it on the board actually when we played in person a couple weeks ago. Uh, and then also, it was on the um, on the stream the other day. So if you watch GSP streamed uh, in Vestman, uh, this is one of the things that made the the top table. So uh, we'll start with the chassis. The chassis is the A to Two Actus, which uh, is basically that Jedi, the newest Jedi Starfighter kind of thing, and it uh, it basically gives you a uh, Force. All the all the people who are using it are, are Force users. So you basically have Uh, a passive force mod, which is very, very useful. Anybody who's ever flown force will tell you, uh, force is excellent. (laughs) Not broken at all, but then again, uh, these ships are very highly maneuverable. They give you uh, really good linked actions. Uh, and then, uh, well not linked actions on these, but basically with the force is pretty much a linked action. Anyhow, uh, I digress. So you, uh, add to those auto blasters. So auto blasters I'm going to read real quick are, um, a front forward arc attack, basically, so that front pie wedge, if you will. If the defender is in your ball's eye arc, however, which is that, again, that straight line that goes directly out from the front of the ship, you roll one additional dice. And also, if you're in range one, you get to roll an additional dice as well. So you uh, you, you can be up to four dice on this, and it has a very special uh, activation on this one. Is If you are not in the defender's Forward arc. This is not their firing arc. This is their forward arc. If you're not in that, then evade results the squiggles that that Charles talked about. Uh, if if they can't be used on crit results, so obviously crits are less less likely, but they do happen. Uh, and if you are outside of the front firing arc, that front pie wedge, those don't activate. So you take that chip, like Ala Sakura, for instance, and then you add on another. Card called marksmanship.
0: Hold on, hold on one second, because Charles has a specific ship he plays (laughs) that uses auto blasters all the time.
1: The M3. What's that
0: ship, Charles?
2: You talking about the M3A, or you talking about my fire spray with the auto blasters?
0: The fire spray. So you put them on fire, and so we're going to talk about weird interactions, right? And which fire spray do you normally put it on, Sam? Right.
2: No, nine times out of ten, it's on Zam, and I have Dooku as the crew.
0: Okay, so I'm bringing that up. So, I'm sorry, Matt. I, I want Charles, I, because this is extremely important as well. I want Charles to explain why does he put auto blasters on Zam? What is the logic in doing that?
2: Okay. So, as um, it's been shown, Zam Wessel, when you use him correct, gets a double tap attack generally in a turn, where he can spend an additional two charges uh, to do an additional attack. When you have auto blasters, it is a two dice primary. Most people say, well, why would you put that on a fire spray that has a three dice primary? If you can get them at range one and in bullseye, then it becomes a four dice primary because you get an additional dice for range one and an additional die for them being in bullseye. If you are able to pilot enough, to be behind them they then cannot cancel crits because you are outside of their arc so on the side or behind them as long as you're not in their front pie wedge you they cannot cancel any crits when you roll your dice you spend your force with Count Dooku and you say crit what that does Count Dooku's ability is after you spend his charge you call a result when you roll your dice if that result does not appear naturally among the dice, you can then change it to that. So if you roll blank, blank, blank hit, you can change one of the blanks to a crit. And whatever ship you're faced at, it doesn't matter if it's Fen'Ral, it doesn't matter if it's Fell, it doesn't matter who it is. They eat that crit no matter what, unless they have a shield, then they just take a shield. But for an ace with no shields, being able to force crits through uh, for anybody who watched Best Ben last night, that's how the uh the champion lost Fen Rao was two shots with Shock T um, that had auto blasters on them, forcing through two crits per round.
0: Yep. So Matt, <clears throat> I brought up on the screen I have Yoda, Anakin, and Ayla. And Yoda's probably not very prevalent, but I just like Yoda a lot because he had uh, when you mention the force, Yoda's got three force and can let others regen. But Your big thing was, is auto blasters. What are we going to do with it? We have Anakin. We now have Ayla. What do we put? What are we talking about is the reason we want them. And what is the other card you want to put with it? Right.
1: So the only one that actually can't use this is Yoda. uh, Because he does not have a talent slot. So you do want to, if you're going to try this, this little interaction uh, is to go with uh, Ayla, uh, Shakti, Obi or Annie. Okay. So, uh, but, you know, not that Yoda's not awesome. He just, in this particular case, he doesn't is. have the... Yeah, I love he just Yoda. doesn't have a talent slot. His double force modifiers, which is awesome, but in this particular case, we want to use this. So, uh, okay, so we have auto blasters. Basically means you can't cancel crits, as Charles just kind of explained there. So marksmanship, now we add on. And it says, while you perform an attack, if the defender's in your bullseye arc, uh, which, again, you get the extra dice for you can, have, uh, you can change one of your hit results to a crit result. So if you happen to even roll focus, you can use the force to get it to be a hit, and then the hit turns to a crit. So yay for that. Uh, and then the last piece of the pie is the R7A7 droid, which is Galactic Republic only. So that does make this so you cannot put it in the, the scum fire spray, unfortunately, or else I know that Charles would try to do it. <laughs> So R7A7 <laughs> is a three-charge droid. Uh, and what it allows you to do is allows you to spend one of those charges to again change a hit to a crit result. Uh, thus, basically, if you end up rolling three hits, you can change two of those hits to crits, or four hits, or whatever it may happen to be. Any two of them automatically get changed to crits. Any other crits that you roll are all automatically crits as well. So this is especially strong. Uh, Ayla Secura is the only one that has only two force. Uh, if you uh, pop up to Obi-Wan, for instance, you have three force. That's a huge modification pool. Um, also, he has the ability to grab a focus with uh, his, his action, I believe. Yeah. Uh, which really allows you to use one of those forces, and now you get a focus token. Insane. So it's a really cool thing uh that i've seen um there was a question in the chat looks like uh looks like charles actually answered it but i did real quick want to respond to johnny any good rebel hyperspace lists right now uh i've heard they're dead in hyperspace um what charles kind of put out there is um is true like sixty65s two, two is a really good list uh you'll also see some other uh basically spammed uh kind of ships in this particular case or you can use some of the name pilots look out there Hera I believe is allowed in hyperspace is that correct guys
2: Uh, Hera just released um, the last hyperspace list that came out Hera wasn't part of it yet um, because she just released with the squadron packs Um, so I'm not sure but I would assume they would have updated with the release of the squadron packs to put them into hyperspace
0: yes she is she
2: is. so but I also don't right think now. we've had a uh, i also don't think we've had a hyperspace tournament like a premier level hyperspace <laughs> tournament mm-hmm. that has caused her to appear she's big she's helping rebels greatly in the extended format because that's where we're at right now um, but i want to say that the next gSP uh, online tournament um, is going to be the first major like premier level tournament that we have had that has been hyperspace uh, since the release of the squadron packs
1: yeah, so there's there's stuff there. Also, um, just looking at it real quick, I see you can get Ayla, I'm sorry, Era, Ahsoka, Garvin Drees, and TenNub, all in one group. Um, probably something there. Uh, you'll want to throw Who's that guy a smattering of stuff on there, but uh, that's just uh, that's just off the top of my head, and I think that there could be a lot done with that.
2: So, yeah. As far as like the medalists themselves, like looking at what's being played. Uh, in the meta, so going from approximately October 30th, 2020 through today, uh, the top hyperspace rebel list is five naked X-Wings. It's it's a swarm that is tanky. Um, if you guys look at the swarm that Chris built earlier, the six or seven ship swarm, most of them have three health, one good swat, and you're popping a ship. With an X-Wing, they've got three hull or four hull? Four and two. Four and, two. Four and two. So you've got to get through the shields, and even if you hit them for three damage, um, they've still got three health left, and they're rolling a three health gun. The servo motors give them incredible maneuverability. Um, five X-Wings is, is a force to, to be reckoned with. Uh, the next is going to be the T-65, the Y-Wing, the B-Wing, and the A-Wing, the XBA list. Um, but yeah, as far as Rebels go, uh, in the top, say, 25 lists... Uh, that are currently what we would consider to be the top meta right now for hyperspace. Uh, there are only three uh, rebel lists. Two of them, I'm guessing, one of them is two B wings, an X wing, and a Y wing. Uh, the other is an X wing, a Y wing, a B wing, and an A wing, and then five X's. So um, always you can check List Fortress or Meta Wing to see what you know what is updated. Um, But the Rebels are very clearly underrepresented when it comes to the overall of hyperspace. Um, But with the introduction of Hera now being in the hyperspace, um, I have a funny feeling that uh, in a couple of weeks when that hyperspace tourney hits, uh, we're probably going to see an overwhelming uh, swing, a pendulum swing there to show them being heavily um, represented because they got pretty big. I would probably call now and say we're going to see a lot of Hera on the rebel side, and we're going to see a lot of um, Kanan Jarrus uh, from the scum side because he's one of the few Force users that we have on the scum side that's not a crew.
0: Yeah, I want to show I want to show something in a minute too, guys. So this, this is hilarious. You can run, they're 38 points each, so you can run five of them, and you're going to get 10 yeah, points on the rebel side. You got 10 yeah. extra points. Now, here's the deal. It did just you can run a that, cat, Chris, just see
1: so you know. What's that? It just they just allowed the Blue Squadron escort, the BSC. Yeah. They just yeah. they just allowed that in hyperspace. That's new. So yep. it used to be you had to run the other one.
0: Yep, a Cavern yeah. Angel is a initiative
2: change, one. Oh, change okay. your your setting from from extended at the top to hyperspace. Oh.
1: You can't uh-huh. do the Cabernet Angels, but you can do the Blue Squadron Escort, which you could not do before. And that's two points lower. So even if you run five X wings, that's still ten points less. It does give you a little bit, but if you run four of them, you can add an ace to it as well. So one, you know, one of your X wings is going to be very nice.
0: Yep. And you know, you with this right here. So we'll just—I don't know. Now we're building three lists. So we're having a bunch mm-hmm. of lists. Yeah, like, we're just, probably a little bit on there. Just with this, this is just ten points. You can run two, you can run two with advanced, you can run Astromax. There's a lot of things you can do with this. And or like Matt said, if you want to just be a little bit more pushy, right? Who who are we gonna add? We're gonna add um uh either Garvin. We can't add Luke. Luke, I think, kills it.
1: You can't do Luke anyways. I don't, I don't know. I could put oh,
2: Thane, Kyrell, it's but no
1: you could do Thane, you, you can do, I think Garvin would be a really good choice. In that
2: one. I was going to say, you could swap anyone from Thane down mm-hmm. um, and have enough points because Thane is only nine points more expensive. So you could run Thane, Kyrell, or Garvin, Drees with four blue squadrons.
1: Yeah, I think, I don't know. There's stuff, there's stuff there. Or, if you wanted
2: there. to for an additional 10 points you could beef every one of them from an i2 uh, to the red squadron veteran and have them all at i3 if you wanted okay. them in the middle of the firing order yep. um, if you Let's play see, against Johnny's like your
1: Charles just so you know Johnny's I'm in. in chat I'm in looks like uh, looks like you're gonna have to looks like you're gonna wait wait hold on Johnny
2: are you wanting me to fly t65s because if that's the case I have to decline I don't I don't fly those piles of garbage. But if you, you chew, want me to fly you want me to fly scum against you, uh I'll bring I'll bring it. I'll fly my scum swarm against your oh no, because it's gotta be hyperspace. If so my scum swarm's not hyperspace anymore. I will devise a scum list to play against your X your T sixty fives.
0: You're killing me. All right. Well, why don't we move into our last segment? Um construct the Death Star. Because I think really the End all be all is we need one more list because I get to run a list this week against, I get to run my resistance bomber list against uh, whatever list John prescribes to look
2: Yeah.
0: So, all right. So, here we go. We're going to get, uh, give me just a second. I'm going to bring John in. Welcome to our Constructing the Death Star. So, as As we wrap this episode up, we want to essentially create a last list that we can play against me. So you have John guessing with us tonight to actually go ahead and be a part of the stream to talk about what list he thinks he's going to get to fly against me. So to recap, we picked a resistance list, a resistance bomber list. And that's as much as we're gonna give John. We're not gonna give John any, any more detail than that. We're gonna we're gonna force this conversation to happen. Him. So all right. So John, you get to begin. You get you get to pick what faction you want, and we get to veto it at least one veto, correct guys?
2: Yep.
3: Okay, so just so I have this right, I get to pick and you may veto it, but you might not. Correct. Very depending true. on what you pick. Okay. Ooh, I'm going to choose First Order.
2: I'm not okay with that.
1: Yeah, but wh- what other one would it be, though? What other one scum. would be okay? Oh, actually, that might not be a bad idea.
2: John. But John with Scum seems kind of like... I've never seen John intentionally fly Scum before. And I think he needs some G1A love, if you want my honest opinion. I haven't since second edition, really.
0: Hey, competitive advantage for Chris. <laughs> I vote I, for scum.
3: I did take it to top cut at Gen Con uh, once in first or edition.
0: You, you will not get Torkel Mucks. I'm saving my veto for Torkel Mucks. It's not okay. even a That's question. You will never play that against me. All right.
1: All right. So we're going to veto for scum then.
2: So you're going to say scum? now I have to take scum, or or you can veto. Yes, you have to, three
1: of
3: us.
2: You so. can use your veto to override ours, but then whatever we pick, you have so, no though. choice. If we then.
1: all three decide that he's having scum. I think we override his veto.
2: So you're playing scum. And then you can veto. Uh, you can veto a ship or pilot or upgrade choice. You get one veto to use.
1: But yes, normally okay. Would veto, but if. We're all three in agreement. I'm sorry, John. But that has to be.
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs> we mean, can just. If you.
0: if you pick Torkoal Mux, this game Turkle will be so banned. short as We already money. know that this
1: is going to be banned. So Torko Mux is oh. banned. Uh, I,
3: I, think, I think the two of you should absolutely give me Torkoal Mux just to spite Chris.
0: I think, uh, I think I will literally uh, uh, dive straight uh, into all your stuff. The game will scotch. be over in thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> all and right. Just so remember, we can go John, stuff. you have to listen to me, bitch. You, I will not be on stream. You will have to listen to me in chat for an hour and a half. Yep. Complain at you, just so you know ahead of time. I will warn you. Like of all the scummy things I hate, I hate Torkoal Mucks more than anything <laughs> else.
3: I mean, that's pretty optimistic to say the game's gonna go
2: to time. Um, but, but... so I've got an idea for first pilot. Let me throw the throw this pasta at the wall and see if it sticks. I'm gonna give you a star viper with Dalen Overos. <clears throat> so Dalen's pilot ability is after you fully execute a maneuver, you may take a stress to rotate your ship ninety degrees. Okay. So you, no. you, can, you could do a one-bank uh, talon roll. Or, well, yeah, one-bank talent essentially, because it's a 90-degree turn instead of a 180-degree turn.
1: Okay. I um, don't want to use your veto here, John. Now you can add one item to that ship.
2: I only get one upgrade? No, so no, no. You so have
1: one upgrade at a time.
2: We're each going to pick. You're going to pick one for this ship, and then someone's going to give you another pilot. You're going to upgrade that. Someone will give you another pilot, and then... If you are okay at three pilots, then we'll use your your additional points.
3: Okay. So do I get to load the ship out or do I pick one upgrade?
0: One upgrade. One upgrade?
2: Advanced sensors. Easy. Advanced sensors? Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. So that's my pilot. Uh, Let's go to Matt next. What are you going to give him, Matt?
1: Pretty strong weapon to give somebody like John. So you're getting hamstrung by me, buddy. I'm sorry.
2: It's Fen Rao, huh?
1: No, you're not <laughs> getting <laughs> Fen Rao, bro.
2: Ooh. Hey, remember you admitted that the only reason that Suntir is better is because he has to have tools. He can't do it by himself. And expensive.
3: What do we get?
1: All right, I'm gonna add a high wing. Maxine a Y-wing? Warrior Y-Wing. All right. TL4, A4, Y-Wing, a Maxine Warrior. I never seen one on the field. I think it must be one. It's the I-3. Yeah,
2: that so, is part of the new squad pack that just came out.
1: Yeah, brand new ship. Let's see it on the board. Let's see what a pro can do with it.
2: <laughs> that... What are you gonna put on that, John?
3: Oh yeah, I wouldn't put that on the table. Um you can what? you
1: can veto it or you can add an item to that ship or another ship on your list so far.
3: I don't feel like it's bad enough to veto. Um, Let's just give him an ion cannon turret. Call it good. All right. So we're at 98 left.
1: All right, Chris.
0: (laughs) Why are you letting me do this? He's got to fly against me.
1: I know, but you have to pick something. I guess we could not.
0: We could skip I Chris. Charles, We've only done like two people.
1: So.
3: I mean, I didn't get to choose against Chris, so maybe it's fair. I don't know. Unless
0: Chris you wants to give me Torkoal.
1: Torko Mux.
0: On. You're not getting Torkoal Mux. Drone. That's not how this works. I'm saving <laughs> uh, uh, my one veto, specifically avoiding Torquil Mux. Torkal Torkal but mux if you're gonna fly if you're gonna fly a star viper, why not fly two? Give him two star vipers? Are you guys crazy?
2: Yeah, oh, are not? you gonna are you gonna give him Shizor?
0: Yeah, I'm kind of thinking about that because what I really like is while you defend after the neutralized step, another friendly ship at range zero to one, and in the attack arc, may suffer a damage to cancel the 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 matching result.
2: It's the bodyguard so it al- ability.
0: Yes, yes. So it allows you to keep your gentleman with advanced sensors on, or you can be super fancy and put advanced sensors on him too. It'll stop me from blocking you. That's, that's 100% fair. All
3: right. So, if I do veto, what can I choose instead? Or do well, I get to do it? You you depends on
1: what you're doing.
2: You can go ahead and you, veto, you veto the, pilot the, and the and chassis. What, well, Charles? Okay. So if you veto, you I was going to say if you veto you? the chassis, then the pilot's gone. But if you want Star Vyper, you can veto the pilot. And take a different pilot.
3: Okay. Do I still get to upgrade the ship?
2: Yes. Okay.
3: Vito, advanced sensors, Uh, Guri.
0: Vito. You can't do that. You can have (laughs)
3: Guri, but
0: you're not getting advanced sensors. No, I'm just using the thing I'm going to put on there. I'm going to put fire control. That way you can't have advanced sensors. Hold,
2: oh, Just hold, the hold 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 up
1: on. hold up. Roll
2: the roll. You said if I veto, I get to choose the pilot, and then I get to upgrade the ship. Yep, he right. gets he to choose the, to the, the upgrade first upgrade for the ship.
1: Right, but what I'm trying—he would get to do <laughs> that. But I'm using my veto on Guri. You cannot have Guri. That's my veto. Sorry, I have another pilot, but you can't have Guri.
2: Okay, so you have Black Sun Enforcer, Black Sun Assassin, or you can withdraw your veto and keep Shizor. And I still get to put it.
3: And I get to put Advanced Sensors on it? Yeah, you can if that's the upgrade you want. I think that's the move. Advanced Sensors, Shizor. Okay.
1: You guys can absolutely smash them.
2: I'll hold my my veto then. Alright, so we've got 34, 34 points, points left. Let me see what I can do with 34 points. Because if I can give him a ship, p- he has nothing for upgrades. We were already really pretty
1: much giving him a very, very attack heavy platform there. It's going to be yep. pretty fine. Oh. I'm going to give him another um, I4. For what? Game uh,
2: remnantist. Foreman Proach in the Mining Guild Tie Fighter. Thank you. He's thirty-two points. Before you engage, you may choose one enemy ship in your bullseye at range one to two, and gain a disarm token. If you do, that ship gains a tractor token.
1: All right. That seems pretty scummy and also pretty horrible. So at least there's one ship <laughs> that's going to be bad.
2: So you give up your shot to put a tractor on something.
0: I'm okay with that, actually. I'll be honest. Mm. Uh, I'm okay with that.
2: Yeah, I don't know uh, yeah, what... Waste all
0: the points on that. I don't know I'm what Chris has. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, if
1: it were me, John. Mm, I don't know. I'm gonna so So I haven't,
3: I haven't used my veto then yet. Um, Correct. And I'm going to say I will veto the pilot, because I don't want you giving me an autopilot drone, um, and go to
1: Seabor.
2: All right. Cool. So now, John? going to let him have Seabor? Why not? Because... It's good.
1: <laughs> you guys are killing me. <laughs> You know what we it's gave a... You remember what we gave Chris, correct?
2: <laughs> hey, so to be fair, I have tried. I don't oh. think the Advanced Sensor Star Vipers are going to be as good as you think they are. They are going to be good, but I don't think that Shizor and Dalen Overos are going to be as good as, say, Gurry or Four Generics.
1: There was me thinking that, you know, uh, Jedi's without any CLTs were kind of shit, too. So just. Saying. Oh, fair enough. Look, look, looks like. Looks like uh looks like we we we're we're an end pass, I guess. Got four so points. I, just, John.
2: I have an odd question about how this rolls out. So does the winner of Chris and John's jank list have to face my Jank <laughs> Republic list?
1: Well we do two new ones. It's just this is just fun. There, there, oh, it's, okay. it's not it's not a competition. It's well. Fair
2: enough. All right. So then we've got four points it's to fire. spend on upgrades. And, yep, do I get,
0: do, do I get to pick an upgrade sender? here? Okay, yeah, four points. Okay, I, picked, I haven't picked shit. Okay, I've been, I've been silent this whole time, other than my anti-torquel mucks. You gave him Prince Sizer rhetoric. Your yeah, I gave him Prince Sizer. That's the one thing I've done this whole time. We we
1: I gave him a so ship. What upgrade gave, are you going to give him? Charles gave him a ship.
2: This is how oh. this works. I don't
1: know. Do we want to? Do we want to change it out? We can. We can try to change it out. We got to give him four points. Then
0: whether... Giving him debris gamut. On <laughs> or the side? ion limiter override. Oh, ion limiter override.
1: <laughs> oh, it it doesn't know. really matter at this point. <laughs> what what will we do is, I guess, finish it up or not, I guess. I ion override. Go.
2: That works. That puts him at 199
3: Okay. I unlimited Override. Let's me, after you fully execute a red right maneuver, you may perform a barrel roll even while stressed. If you do roll an attack, then a hit, gain a strain, on a crit, gain an ion. Okay. So I can K turn and barrel roll to get my bullseye lined up uh, after K turn. That seems fine. I'm good with that. You did this to yourself, Chris.
0: I know. I know. Okay. He's I'm okay fine with that. Okay. If you get, because if you get an ion token, man, you're getting, you're, you're going one forward. I know what you'll be. I'll bomb it you. Doesn't stop him. It oh, doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Look, it's for fun. I like. I got. Oh, yeah. I can't be a complete, you know, schmuck. So, I, I'm. There I was I, no I was
1: schmucky just... in this round. The only person who was a schmuck was me. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez.
2: Now that now that we have you,
1: Starviper platforms. <laughs> you
0: have one. Do point we want of- it? Who
2: wants yeah, to spend the a one point, point left? Oh. Spend your point. Why don't you John, where do you want to put that one point? Ooh.
3: This is a critical point. Oh um
1: is oh. very critical. <laughs> this is the make it or break it point, John.
3: Ooh. This is going to be uh automated target priority on the Maxine Warrior. So the tech upgrade. And that is, um, while you perform an attack, you must choose a defender at the closest valid attack range. And after you perform an attack that missed, place a Calculate Token on the card. Before you engage, you can remove a Calculate Token from the card to gain a matching token. So I can get Calculates on the Y-Wing here, um, as long as I'm shooting at the closest possible ships.
1: Seems very tough. Just so everybody who here is watching, this list seems quite tough to me. I mean, it may not. It's it's not Gurry. Thank goodness, <laughs> goodness it's not Gurry. I'm yeah, sorry. That,
0: no, I agree with you on impressive. that. I would have vetoed Gurry too. So
1: <laughs> it just had to be done. I'm sorry. You
0: but... you were not going to get Gurry. I mean, Especially so now that we be have. Uh, I
2: shouldn't expect so to get to it any anything, good. anything. Now we have John's list. Now we have John's list locked Political, in. Should we tell him good. what he's facing? Sure. Here I'll throw this. Oh, in
1: actually, real bad. quick, we should do a quick rundown, guys. So, all right, guys. So. The list stands as follows. There's two Star Vipers, uh, Dolan Oberos with Advanced Sensors and Prince Zizor with Advanced Sensors. We have the uh, BTL-A4 Y-Wing with a Maxine Warrior with Ion Cannon Turret and Automated ta- Target Priority. And then Captain Seabor in the Mining Guild TIE Fighter with Ion limiter Overdrive. So that's 200 points.
0: All right. And the list that I had... And you'll laugh when you when you see it, John. Okay, it's, it's taking a few minutes. I have Eden Capel in the mg One Hundred Star Fortress with Trajectory Simulator, Page Tico, Thermal Detonators, and Seismic Charges. I have Rose or uh, Coven, Covenella in the uh, uh, resistance uh, transport. And I have Heroic with Leo Organa and R4 astromech. I have Kazudo (laughs) in the fireball with an R5 astromech and Rose naked in the resistance pod.
3: In the pod? The pod's not bad.
2: Yeah, the pod's not bad. Yeah, the pod's not bad.
3: I didn't I didn't quite get the whole list, but yeah, the whole I mean you have you have Leia and Kova.
2: Yes.
1: That's
0: yeah, you, good.
1: you're that's doing okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah, but the Star Fortress, that is
0: <laughs> my Star Fortress is is just my goal is to just shoot bombs. That's it.
3: Hmm. Yeah, it's not like, a bad, not a bad approach.
1: Especially the star,
3: star vipers. That's
1: the advanced sensors on the star vipers are going to cause you problems with the bombing, as they always would.
0: Yeah, because yep, they be are list and different set
1: setup. A very strong list against uh, very jank list. We'll leave it at that.
3: <laughs> They're both a little janky. That's the all right.
1: Pilots you don't see the platforms themselves are going to be what you're basically using, which John is going to have the. Uh, star viper platform regardless of what the the pilot skills are they have a lot of linked actions there there's 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 a lot of of uh, opportunity so yeah. i'll tell
0: you what it's gonna be the first time john and i have played each other since we had that live in person before covid where i kicked the shit out of john <laughs> and this is john's revenge right here I nice. beat John with my Empire list, and John didn't. He goes, I don't understand how I lost. And it's like, well, I don't know either because I've only played for three months. But hey, good for me. I'm glad I beat you one time. At least I could put one win under my belt. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I lost severely bad the rest of the day, but I had one win against John. So I like that. It's good odds. Good odds.
2: Fair enough. Yeah.
0: Good tournament. Alright. All right. Well, as we uh, wrap the show up, thank you all for joining us on another planning phase Syndicate. Tonight, I learned that I guess supposedly Star Vipers with advanced sensors are the best thing in in, 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 in Scum. And I learned that John at least was respectful enough to try, not try and pick Torkoal Mugs because it would have been a fight to the death because I will not play against Torkel Mugs. And you can ask Charles, the last time he played against me, he lost. So, Torkel sucks. I hate Torkel Mux. I, I just like that should just be the banner of the podcast. Tanner hates Torkel Like, just, I want a shirt. There you go. If we can get this enough, this
1: podcast,
0: somebody give me a shirt that says, I effing hate Torkel Mux. And I wanted to say the actual swear word. I'll wear it on a shirt. Don't care.
2: That's can how we much get, I hate like, the, the Hawk emblem on your chest with a circle and a line through it.
0: Yes. Yes. That also would work. Yep. And on the back it says F Torquemux. 100%. percent Like
1: I'm, I'm, I'm down for I'm Paolo. down for
2: making this happen.
1: Yeah. You can Apparently play, you can now, Next Paolo. time we do have to get a Mux list against Chris. Nope. I think I we
2: need to it. give Chris Torquemux.
0: Mm-hmm. You won't know, because it's not I I how about this? I hate him so much I understand what it would be like to fly against him.
2: Oh, thank we're you. not wrong all right okay, well
1: i tell you he must he must have done the bad touch that's that's more than <laughs> more
0: than one time my friends there's a, there's a history
3: here i don't know vitriol yeah.
0: the first time i ever faced oracle Mux against charles i did win the first time but after that, that was that, where I he found every out
2: every what oracle Mux could do
0: yeah after i learned what he could do and i lost every other time every time yep Hands down, never won against Arkhamol except for one. Was
1: good, solid, solid All right, Uh,
3: thank Thank you guys so
0: much for joining us on another Planning Face Syndicate. We'll be back next week with episode five, where we discuss a bunch of stuff that I don't remember, and it'll be amazing. Thank you all, and have an amazing night.